I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. Uh, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Offense. Are you comfortable playing offense? Maybe you think you are. Maybe you won't be after we have a talk tonight. we got to talk about Major League Baseball, American Christians, and Carol Roth. All that's coming up next on I'm Right. Are you comfortable playing offense against the American cultural Marxists? And before you say, oh, Jesse, I am, I am Jesse, let me go get him. Hold on. I, I hope that's your attitude right away, but hold on. You understand you've never seen offense from the right. I've never seen offense from the right in my life. Maybe, maybe little windows of it, but real take-back-ground offense. Because this is the language of the right. It's been the language of the right my whole life and probably your whole, right, your whole life, too. No. That's what they'll say. No. Or they'll say things like, you can't do that. Or not another inch. Or we can't give up any more ground. You understand none of that's offense, right? That's all defense. That's how a tiny cultural Marxist minority has become the controlling power of every major cultural institution in 100 years. That attitude. No. You can't. We won't. Okay, maybe just a little bit more here, but then no more after that, I promise. No more, guys. That doesn't stop the communist. The communist laughs in the face of that. He's just going to keep taking ground. He may take a lot at a time. 
He may only take inches at a time, but one thing he does know, the American communist knows for 100% fact, because this is all he's ever known, he knows the right will never take ground back. Let me ask you a few very specific things, however you feel about these issues, and tell me, do they make you feel comfortable? Are you comfortable with these things? Are you uncomfortable with these things? If you were to take a middle school, a totally secular government school, middle school, 6th, 7th, 8th grade out there somewhere. Pick your town. Standard middle school. And, of course, you're not going to have anything religious in that school because it's a government school and that has all been run out of our schools a long time ago. Are you, regardless of your religious affiliation, are you comfortable with a group, a rabid group on the right getting together suing, petitioning, running for school board, doing whatever they have to do to force that school to display the Ten Commandments? Are you comfortable? If you're not, why not? What do you think offense looks like? Are you comfortable, here's a big one for you, a big one. Are you comfortable with the government, federal government, state government, pick your government, passing a law saying every single American within that state or the country, if it's federal, has a right to own a fully automatic weapon. Every single American above the age of 18. Or pick your qualifier. And you understand what I mean by fully automatic. I mean gigantic belt-fed machine guns like you see in the war movies when you cheer as our Marines are mowing down commies. Comfortable? Is any of this making you uncomfortable yet? Let me tell you right now, if this is making you uncomfortable, maybe you're not ready to take on the left. Offense is going to make you uncomfortable. Here's the, here's the biggest one. <laughs> Illegal immigration. Deporting people who are in a nation illegally is not an American thing. It is the history of the world. That's what nations did. You protect your borders. You decide who you're going to allow in. If someone gets in who's not supposed to be there, you grab them and you throw them back out. That's how nations conduct themselves. Well, prior to the United States of America, are you comfortable right now with ICE going from a force of about 6,000 to, oh, a million? It's called a million. And they are beefing up to a million because they are going to track down, detain, and deport all 10, 20, 30, 40 million people in the United States of America illegally. I mean men, women, children. You still comfortable? If you're not comfortable, you're not ready to take on the left. You're ready to maybe angrily say no as you give up ground for the rest of your life and they continue to consume every single part of your culture. The truth is, the biggest problem on the right is not our base philosophy of limited government. That's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. The biggest problem on the right is failure to acknowledge that times change. We are not at a point in time anymore. That time is gone where we can, oh, live and let live. Oh, I mind my own business. Oh, but you know, that's none of my business. You do you, and I'll do me. Laissez-faire. No, that's that's a great way to live your life. That's my preferred way to live my, my life. I'm talking to me as much as I'm talking to you tonight. Those days are gone. That's peacetime. This is cultural wartime. You will now play offense or you will lose your country. And playing offense means, if you're someone on the right, it means doing things that make you uncomfortable. Talk about, stop, stop canceling people. Stop, stop, stop doing this stuff. Why aren't you canceling people? Oh, I don't do that. Why don't you do that? Uh, it's, it's just not what I do. Why? Why? Because you like to lose politely? Those days have to stop. The American culture has declared war on you. It's been taken over by cultural Marxists, and they've declared war on you. Latest example, Major League Baseball. They react to the most benign voter law in the history of voter laws in Georgia. Show an ID to vote, and uh, you can't bribe people in the voting line. And they react as if this is the end of the world. They take the Major League All-Star game, and they yank it out of Georgia. 
fine. We're taking our all-star game and we're going home. Okay? Here was their statement. Quote, we have engaged in thoughtful conversations with clubs, former and current players, the Players Association, and the Players Alliance, among others, to listen to their views. I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star Game and Major League Baseball draft. Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. Well, here's a little myth versus fact of it, first of all. The myth is the law actually discourages voting in Georgia. Fact, the law expands ballot access by adding voting machines and election personnel. Also increases mandated early weekend voting days. The bill, the bill eliminates drop boxes, though, for absentee voting. No, actually, the bill elevates drop boxes from a COVID-19 precaution to an official part of the election. Drop boxes will be available at all 159 counties under supervision to protect against tampering. The myth is the bill, you, you can't hand out drinking water to voters waiting in line. Georgia now prevents political groups from handing out food or water as an incentive to vote. However, poll workers can make water available to anyone who wants it. And of course, don't forget, don't forget, you need an ID to get in a baseball game. But all that, all that aside, all that aside, think about this. Then I'm going to ask you another uncomfortable question, as long as it's you and me just having uncomfortable talks tonight. How much baseball are you going to watch this year? You don't have to tell me. You're welcome to email in and tell me. You don't have to. Have that conversation with yourself. Got your team, right? It's your team. I'm going to go watch the boys. Got to go hit some dingers. You going to go out to the ball game? Drop 300, 400 bucks with the fam? Tickets, parking, get your old lady a hot dog. Hey, son, you, you want a souvenir glove? Oh, let's hope we catch a foul ball. Take me out to the ball game, baby. America's pastime. You can do that. How much money are you going to sink into the coffers of the people who hate your guts? Does that make you uncomfortable? Get comfortable being uncomfortable or we're going to lose. We don't have time anymore. You and I don't have time anymore to be passive about this, to hope they come around. You must become active. I must become active. And this is really hard for me because I'm a huge just mind my own business guy. Ah, you do you, I, don't, I, I do me. No, 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 no. Those days are gone. Those days are way gone. The reason companies like this treat you like absolute steaming garbage is one, they've been taken over at the corporate level by cultural Marxists who've been educated in America's wretched public education system. That's one. Two, they don't think you have the stones to do anything about it. They don't think there's a chance you will do anything about it. These corporate guys, these guys who run Major League Baseball and Coca-Cola and Delta and all these other things, let me tell you how this works. And this is, this is going to hurt, but it's a fact. They have these sheets and decisions and profits and things like that. And they take a look at this when a big decision like this comes up and they say to themselves, well, Bob, here's the deal. Um, we can stay in Georgia and all the leftist groups are going to make us feel the pain for that. They will boycott. They will be active. We will, we will lose money on the bottom line if we, don't, if we don't yank this game out of Georgia. But if we pull the game out of Georgia, what are the people on the right going to do? And you know what Bob's going to say back? Bob's going to say, I'm not going to do anything. They'll chirp a little bit on Twitter. Maybe, maybe turn off the game for a week or until it goes to extra innings. And then they'll be tuning right back in because it's America's pastime and I got to watch baseball with my boy and I've always cheered for my team. Woo, I love my guys. Okay, then. Stop telling me how much you care. Show me how much you care. Show me how much you care. And, and you know, you're, you're supposed to point out things like this, like Major League Baseball, they're, they're boycotting Georgia, but they signed a new deal with a Chinese firm that dropped the NBA over an executive's Hong Kong support. So they're just blatantly supporting China over Hong Kong. And what you'll get is a lot of people on the right will stand up and they'll say things like, well, they're being hypocrites. Uh, they're being hypocrites. Well, I'm not insulting you if you're saying that because, yes, they are being hypocrites. That's true. But you have to understand, it's not that they're being hypocrites. They share similar views of America with China. People don't want to accept this because... 
because of what it means if you do accept it. But don't you and I want to reside in the real world? Do we want to do the leftist thing of, of residing in a world of make-believe? The reason so many parts of America's culture now, the Democratic Party, the entire American media, all Hollywood entertainment, sports, your educators, the reason you find them constantly using the same language as the communist Chinese or championing the same cause as the communist Chinese, you know, there's a reason, and that reason is this. You ready? They have the same goal. They have the same goal. The destruction of America. They both think America is an evil, terrible place and deserves to be dropped down, drop, uh, brought down a peg. China wants it brought down a peg so China can take over. The American leftists, the ones who run your entire culture now, they want it brought down a peg because they've been taught in America's schools that this is a uniquely sexist, racist, anti-gay, horrible country that frankly doesn't really deserve to exist anymore. And if it does deserve to exist, it certainly doesn't deserve to exist with any kind of superpower status. That's what they believe. And that's so hard to accept because you want to believe the best in everyone. You want to think the best about everyone. You have to drop that. Half this country hates it. That's what we're up against. We don't have any more time for live and let live. That's how we lose. And I saw this about one of the counties that's going to be affected there, Cobb County in Georgia. Going to lose, they put out some outrage article. Cobb County is going to lose $100 million from tourism because the All-Star Game leaves. Huh. That's weird because I did a little looking before the show. Cobb County went blue once again, strongly blue. Joe Biden blew out Donald Trump by almost 10 points in that county. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm still right. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is this. We can win elections going forward. We have to win elections with the right kind of candidates. Not just any candidate, the right kind of candidates. I don't expect you to do all the research necessary to figure out who the right candidates are because Mammoth Nation has already done that work for you and continues to do that work every single day. You become a member of Mammoth Nation. I've already done it. I'm a lifetime member. That money you spend there, it goes to these candidates running for office. But you get something out of this. You get discounts. Great discounts at all the things you love to do. Shopping, travel, telehealth, wireless, and much, much, much more. Go become a member today. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse. We'll be back. Okay, Christians. I know everybody watching is not a Christian. I understand we have a bunch of Jews who watch the show and Muslims who watch the show and other religions who watch the show, and obviously that's awesome, but I have a bone to pick with American Christians, so I'm going to single you out right now and just know this is a very personal bone for me. Why is this personal? Well, I'll be honest about it. I always give it to you right between the eyes on this show. A year ago or so, shoot, maybe more now, George Floyd dies get a message on Facebook, our pastor from our church, I'm not going to call it out right now, put up a Facebook post that he was attending a What White People Need to Know conference. I was, I was what? I Quickly, because I could see the way this was going, this is a church we dearly loved, a pastor we dearly loved, sent him a private message saying, hey, 
you mind getting together with me? We can discuss, you know, cultural Marxism and how all this stuff works and how they've manipulated the church and whatnot. I got the blow off. Then it came time for sermon on Sunday. Stood up. Church we love. Pastor we love. Stands up. Well, the truth is, everybody, that I do have to look at my white privilege and you have to look at your white privilege. Bye. Kellys are gone, have not darkened the door of a church since. No, I'm not anti-church. I would certainly hope you're not. If that, don't, don't, don't walk away. It's just, there's a lot of bitterness in there for me. Because ever since then, I've seen pastor after pastor after pastor after pastor in the West, not just in America, in our defense, but in the West, cave to these cultural Marxist hordes. And I will tell you something. Your pastor, your rabbi, your imam, whoever leads you religiously, you should demand of them to lead on cultural issues. I'm not saying your pastor has to get up there with a Donald Trump hat on. I think that's probably inappropriate and unnecessary. If there's a massive uh, pro-life bill being argued, your pastor should be leading the church to the steps of the Capitol against that. Instead, what we get in the West, okay, just, I want... Can I keep my tax-exempt status? I don't want to say anything controversial. Uh, it's pathetic. We have a pathetic, soft brand of Americanized Christianity that is unrecognizable for the rest of the world. And look, a lot of this comes from flat-out privilege. We as Americans, if you consider yourself an American Christian, Catholic, whatever, you've had life pretty easy here. It was our base religion. That's what we were founded on. You've never faced real persecution here. And what happens when things are easy for a long time? You get soft. And once you get soft, when the enemy comes knocking, you're not ready to take him on. And that's what we've seen. What do you get in this country? Well, I mean, we just, we just have to turn the other cheek. It's pathetic. Your religious leader, your pastor, if you have one, should be leading the charge on this issue. How many pastors do you see leading the charge on this issue? That reminds me, we need to get Pastor Daryl Scott back on the show. He's at least a man with guts enough to say something. And so you hear me rip on pastors all the time for this garbage, uh, preaching this cultural Marxist trash from the pulpit all the time, ripping this country apart in the name of Jesus. I saw a pastor this weekend. This took place in Canada, but this was a Polish pastor. I saw a pastor this weekend. I swear I may fly to Canada every weekend and go to church. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. Get out of this property. Immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property. Immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property. Immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. 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 Out of this property. Immediately out. Immediately go out and don't come back. Out, Nazi. Out. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. And don't come back without a warrant. Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. That's a pastor. That's a pastor. Cops come in for COVID, try to disrupt his service and his congregation. And he goes on to talk about this is the most holy weekend and these Nazi commie scum doing that. That's a pastor. And you want to know why? You want to know why he conducts himself that way? Because he didn't have cushy America. He has some sort of Polish background. We're digging in to find out just how much. You know what? You know what Poland's gone through from the Nazis, from the communists, the horrible things they've gone through? Poland's pastors take that stuff deadly serious. Pack up your stuff in your uniform and get back in your car. That's real leadership. What do we have in America? We have guys like Senator Warnock now, also a pastor. Quote, this is a direct tweet from this weekend. The meaning of Easter is more transcendent, than, or more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Whether you are Christian or not, through a commitment of helping others, we are able to help ourselves. 
boy, if that doesn't sum up American Christianity in one freaking tweet, it makes me sick. Go find yourself a pastor like that guy. And if your pastor's ever said the words white privilege from the pulpit, pack up your stuff and leave and never look back. See, told you it was personal. Now I'm all mad. I can feel the blood vessels pulsing in my head now. Calm down now, but you know what I'm not going to do now? On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. I'm not going to go home after this, and I'm not going to throw in a dip. That would be the normal thing I would do for years, especially if I'm all fired up like this, but I don't need that anymore. Jake's mint chew is right there, you know. If I need to get some fixed and throw something in my lip, I can do it with Jake's mint chew. Tobacco-free, nicotine-free, it's even sugar-free. This thing is sweeping the country because it's helping guys dip. It's giving guys a transition off of it. It's helping people quit smoking. They have these CBD pouches, too, four different flavors of the CBD pouches. It's helping people quit smoking. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE for 20% off. We'll be back. The most damaging thing the left ever took over in this country was the education system. That's not really up for debate. But the second most damaging thing was the corporate world. It's been awful watching them take over the corporate world. Everybody, most people, you and I grew up in the corporate world would stay way away from, from anything that had to do with these issues. And now they're all in. And that, of course, bled over into the professional sports leagues. And now they're activists. And even guys I used to watch on ESPN and enjoy when I was a kid like Keith, Keith Oberman, he's a nutball now. This is Oberman versus Confederate Georgia. Great. Now, boycott the Masters. Not only has Major League Baseball unexpectedly done exactly the right thing by moving its all-star game out of Atlanta, but it has just as importantly opened the floodgates and put a target on the back of every major sports event, every major non-sports event, and every corporation doing business with Georgia. The next big opportunity to do the right thing is Thursday, the Masters Golf Tournament. It's not likely they're going to move it out of Augusta, Georgia. The course was segregated there until 1990. The double meaning in a former slave state of masters is also no coincidence. This is economic war. The goal now is to keep American money out of Georgia until the state repeals these laws and atones for them. Well, at least we're toning down the rhetoric when it comes to sports. Joining us now to talk about that and other things is the chief of staff of the New Journey Pack, A.J. Stinson. A.J., I, I mean, setting aside the fact that Keith Oberman is clearly an unstable person, one thing I do agree with him on, I think this is an economic war between the left and right now. And that sucks. It's not like I'm cheering for that. I, I don't sit back and think, oh, that's a great thing. But I think it is what it is, and we have to fight it as such, do we not? I agree. Conservatives have to decide that we're not going to let these bullies push us around and force us to believe and do as they want. We don't care if Amazon takes our books down. We're not going to stop saying the truth. We don't care if you don't want to come here. You know, you had Christy Nome recently back off the, you know, college basketball fight because she was afraid of the same thing. And we have to all decide that we don't care what it costs us. We're going to stand up for what we believe in, regardless of what these people think. 
AJ, you know, speaking of the Christy Nome thing, this has been bothering me for a long time. Now, not, not just because I was a fan of hers. I thought she did some really great things in COVID, but because I've seen so many on the right succumb to this. They have the right stance on an issue, and uh, a stance that you or I would come to, and then people just start honey whispering in the ear and the Chamber of Commerce, and, and this person, this business is going to leave, and this business is going to leave, and you're going to lose this many jobs, and they just cave. But I'm not going to sit here and believe that Christy Nome is all of a sudden a bad person. What happened? Is, this, is it a lack of spine? Well, you know, as governor, she's responsible for jobs. She wants, you know, sports to be there because sports is important to their economic bottom line. But at the end of the day, what we have to say is if we stand up to these companies and let them know that if they want to pull stuff like this, we don't care. You're going to have to find a better way. If you want to persuade the American people, if you want to show support to different uh, ideologies that you do, do it in your private life. Stop using your company to bully other people. Georgia is trying to secure their election, which is what our entire republic is built on. If we don't have secure elections, we have nothing. No one is free if we don't have a secure election, and we have to stand up for that. Integrity of elections is our number one priority, and Georgia has to stand up to these bullies and tell them that their ideology does more than our elections. AJ, do you think the right is starting to wake up to that fact, especially when it comes to more than just Georgia, all of corporate America, when these corporations declare war on you, on me, that we have to take action? I, I don't watch the NFL anymore, which sucks because I live and die for football. I, I won't be watching any Major League Baseball this year, and I love taking my sons to a Houston Astros game. I'm not doing it. I'm done lining the pockets of the people who hate me. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of these companies are making more money overseas than they are in America now. We are not their primary customer. You know, the NBA makes more money in China than they do in America. So in a way, they're not necessarily afraid of the hurt that it will do to their bottom line. Um, but if we stand up to this, at the end of the day, we can't keep saying we're going to make our own everything. We can't, we're not necessarily going to be able to start over with every organization that's ideological that we don't like. But what we can say is that we won't allow companies to bully us. And if we set that standard that no matter what you say, you're not going to get us to change what our priorities are, then we'll be able to prevent them from thinking that this is a way forward in the future. AJ, that Georgia law, the voting law they passed, which is obviously the basis of what we're talking about here, if you actually read the text, which I'm sure you had of it, it's the most benign thing in the world. If anything, it expands voter access instead of restricting it. And the left just instinctively reacts as if it's the end of the world. I mean, we have CBS saying, quote, three ways companies can help fight Georgia's new restrictive voting law. They act like uh, they act like this thing is the end of the world. It's what makes it so hard to have honest discourse now of they blow everything out of proportion. It's like you and I are trying to talk to someone screaming at us. I agree. And I if you have some issues with the law, if you don't like that, um, you know, it, it prevents people from being able to register the same day. It pushes for a voter ID law, which everyone wants you to think is racist. Um, you know, these are not things that are racist. These are not things that are harmful. These are things that make sure that if you want to vote, that you're responsible, you decide how you're going to vote ahead of time, and that you execute a plan to do that. It's not preventing anyone who has a job or who has ever been, you know, had done anything in society, which what they would need an ID to do, it's not keeping them from voting. Um, I don't like that it prevents people from being able to get pizza or water from sororities and nonprofits that want to help out, but it does still allow poll workers to do so. So if you want to pass things out, your sorority needs to sign up or fraternity needs to sign up to be poll workers, which benefits us all. So the, the issues that people are having with this are benign. They're, they don't want other states to follow Georgia, and they're making a strong stance to make sure that doesn't happen. And what we need is every single conservative state to stand up with Georgia and to do the exact same thing. Are they going to boycott every conservative state? I think not. Amen. A.J. Stinson, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. You know, your house smells.
Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. Hear me out. If you own a home, you might be in serious trouble. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to panic you or anything like that, but I didn't know that home title theft was a thing that even existed until I pulled out my phone one day and I'm looking at an email. Wait, that's my home title with my signature on it and my wife's signature on it. It took them less than 10 minutes to hack into my home title. Your home title is online. No matter what, it's online. If they get it, if they hack into it, and it's easy for them to do that, they will forge your signature on it, they will take a loan out against it, and you will pay that loan back. Go get Home Title Lock right now so it doesn't happen to you. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JESSE at checkout. Or, I'm sorry, use the promo code RADIO at checkout. That's use the code RADIO. Get you 30 free days of protection. We'll be back. Well, as you well know, I'm a huge, huge fan of Janet Yellen. And I have no doubt that Carol Roth is a big fan of Janet Yellen. So before I bring Carol in, I want you to hear the latest and greatest from that genius. We are working with G20 nations to agree to a global minimum corporate tax rate that can stop the race to the bottom. Together, we can use a global minimum tax to make sure the global economy thrives based on a more level playing field in the taxation of multinational corporations. Joining me now to talk about that and many other things is former investment banker, also host of the Roth Effect podcast, Carol Roth. Carol, I don't know why people have a problem with this. It makes total sense to me. We don't need to lower our absurd corporate tax rate. Corporate tax rate. We need to make sure everybody has an equally high one so everyone gets screwed. Yes, it's a, it's a fantastic logic. And as president of the Janet Yellen fan club, I think it's a really good idea. <laughs> Listen, listen to this bizarro world. Like, we're the United States. We're supposed to be the land of the free and free markets. And we're saying, hey, let's have a cartel. Let's all come together and conspire to fix global taxes as a high rate. And it's such flawed logic. I mean, you were getting to this, Jesse. If you think about it, the reason why under the last administration we had to lower corporate taxes is to be more competitive. That's what competition does. It creates lower prices and makes things more competitive. So instead of saying, hey, we're going to compete more effectively with these other countries that have lower tax rates, and we're going to even further lower tax rates, we're going to lower taxes for everyone and make things more competitive. No, we're going to try and strong arm other people into creating a situation which creates, it puts artificial limits on the market. Like I literally at this point, like anybody who thought that this was going to be a moderate administration that has gone out the window, I am legitimately frightened at this point in time. I have never ever, Carol, we've talked a thousand times on the Roth Effect podcast, on this show, on my radio show. I have never heard you use the word frightened. So I have to ask why? I'm frightened because of the level of potential structural changes. You know, it's one thing to talk about a tax hike in the U.S. 
which we know can get undone in the next administration or maybe in the next Congress, these kind of temporary policies, which are really annoying. People shouldn't have to manage their lives and you know when they spend and, and expectations around government whims, but at least those can be undone. The types of things that this administration are rolling out, whether it be this global cartelization of taxes, whether it's a $15 minimum wage, whether it's the PRO Act, whether it's this ridiculous quote-unquote infrastructure bill that gives money to unions under the guise of expanding Medicaid. These are things that are going to expand the purview of the government and the spending of the government and are very, very difficult to be undone. And I'm just really, as I said, very frightened about what's being set in motion. Well, speaking of that infrastructure bill, here, I'm going to play for you, Carol, the latest and greatest from our great energy secretary. We want to make it bipartisan. You know, ultimately, if that doesn't happen, he is elected to do the job, to, to win the future for America, to invest in our people. And we hope that Republicans can join their constituents so across the country ultimately, in supporting this effort. Ultimately, if, if you don't get Republican support, you're willing to, to pass this with a using reconciliation rules, meaning meaning only 50 Democratic votes in the Senate and Vice President Harris casting the tie-breaking vote, you're, you're willing to do that? Well, uh, you know, as as uh, as he has said, he was sent to uh, the, the presidency to do a job for America. And if the vast majority of Americans, Democrats and Republicans across the country support spending on our country and not allowing us to lose the race uh, globally, then he's going to do that. Oh, yes, we have to win the future, Carol, win the future, man. I. My history may be a little fuzzy, but gosh, I actually... Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember Pol Pot saying those exact same words over a loudspeaker. You can go look it up to this day. He used to repeat those words to Cambodia all the time when he was killing 25% of the country. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same kind of thing that happened in Venezuela where they said, you know, eat the rich, rich tax the rich. Uh, you know, they don't deserve to have this envy. Let, let us control more things. They were the fourth richest nation in the world, uh, you know, sometime, oh. you know, around the, the, the middle of the last century. And now their median net worth is zero. And this is oh. absolutely a ridiculous situation. Oh. I mean, if you think about what caused the creation of uh, America. One of the leading issues was not having representation, right? Remember the, the cry for no taxation without representation. I mean, at this point in time, how do we have representation in Congress? I only get a vote for three of these people. I mean, it was supposed to be that, that the federal government you know, made some decisions on behalf of what the states and you put your state representative. Now they're talking about like individual issues and I only get a, have a say on three people. I'm no longer being represented and I'm sure there are a lot of people, including people listening to this program who feel the same way. Carol, well, speaking of, you know, what the country was founded on, I mean, part of the reason people were so daggone mad anyway was the Sugar Act and the Stamp Act, and those were actually tiny, tiny little taxes, and even that was enough to have Americans absolutely lose their stuff and freak. Why aren't Americans losing their stuff? I know Carol Roth is. Why? What? Where is that spirit now? Is it gone? Yeah, I mean, it, unfortunately, we have a populace that is economically illiterate and they work on emotions and they work on emotions like envy and spite. And unfortunately, that's not a really great foundation to build any policy, let alone economic policy. So then when they hear something about, oh, you're doing well or the corporation is doing well, they think it's back you know, to a dictatorship where if one person does well, that means nobody else can which is ridiculous. If you look around history, as, as, as countries have moved more towards free markets and capitalism, it has lifted half, of, or the, like over half of the population out of extreme poverty in just a matter of decades. So the reality is that we know that moving towards more decentralization works. Unfortunately, the people who are in central planning, the politicians don't get their power that way. And they have now gaslighted the population into the same kind of thing that, like you said, we heard in Venezuela, we heard from Pol Pot. Carol, uh, the Major League Baseball thing is just the latest in a long list of corporate America going hard left. And I, I argue that it's one of two things, and it's probably a combination of both. 
Most of these companies now, you like to think of them as rich guys with slicked back hair and $1,000 suits, and they may be that, but they're also rich guys with slicked back hair and $1,000 suits who <laughs> went through 18 years of America's communist education system. That's one. And two, they don't think the right will hit back. They think everyone on the right's still going to go get the tickets and the baseball and their hot dogs and, hey, make sure little Jimmy gets a souvenir. And I don't think they're wrong. They probably aren't wrong. And it's sort of the same thing that Hollywood does. I, I call it the technical term is deflection. That if you have a lot of power and a lot of money and you want that exclusivity, you don't want other people to realize it. So you need to create this other enemy and pretend like you're on the side of all things that are good. If you think about sports, you think about Hollywood, I mean, those aren't free markets to begin with. These are very protected you know, little niches, which is why the people are able to become so power powerful wealthy and so this whole deflection technique and saying oh well we're gonna you know get involved and, and deflect over to these bad guys really kind of keeps the the limelight off, off of them and it's unfortunate i mean the reality is none of this should be politicized and if the federal government weren't so darn large and it didn't matter what was happening in georgia when i'm living in illinois then we wouldn't be having this conversation to begin with and that's where the problem starts the federal government is too big it's too big to succeed it needs to be cut down and you know the amount of spending the amount of things that they do it's just out of control carol i saw a jaw-dropping headline this morning and nothing makes my jaw drop uh it said both parties are now concerned about the national debt well i mean not not a moment too soon uh is this going to manifest itself in any real action i think i already know the answer I mean, nobody's concerned about the national debt. I mean, basically, Congress is a house party where there are no adults in the room. And the, the fact of the matter is, like, let's just be real. The Republicans in the last Congress and the last administration racked up nearly a trillion-dollar deficit before COVID. So basically, that gives free reign to the Democrats who are actually honest about wanting to spend all this money they don't, that they don't have to spend more. And this is just going to continue and continue up until the point where it can't continue any longer, getting to that edge of the cliff. You never know where, where it is, but once you fall over, it's too late to come back. Oh, good. Carol Roth, you are the best. Thank you, ma'am. Always ending on a happy note, Jesse. <laughs> All right. Get focused. We'll be back. All right, I'm going to show you a video. It's not what I would call violent, but it hurts. I, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to watch this video and you're going to wince just a little bit. But I want to watch this video, and I know we normally do something light at the end, and maybe you will find yourself laughing. But this is a video of one of these street communist activists trying to climb a wall and, well, you'll see. <laughs> You know what bums me out? And I really genuinely mean this, it bums me out. We've raised these generations now of communist street activists, you know, just dumb kids, getting warped by the American communist system, trying to, trying to get out there and fight for what's right. And they read all the books about Che, and oh man, I wanna be a, I wanna be a commie revolutionary too, that looks like fun. And then they find out like that idiot did, that that whole street activism thing that can become a contact sport really quickly. And that sucks, but such is the way. It's careful. Be careful out there, kids, because that, uh, that stuff gets dangerous. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum. Sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. 
It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.